Okay, so here's what it's, Tori and Dustin are still here, but here's what's happening. Uh, after we finish recording, uh, Dustin revealed to us that he does not, he did not know that his his microphone, which is a very nice microphone, uh, had an input jack for his headphones. So he's been wearing AirPods this whole time because he thought that there was nowhere to plug in headphones with a cord. Um, and I just want to know what everyone thinks of that. <laughs> Mind you, these are the same AirPods that have been an issue for well over a year. Yes. Which we first discovered when he walked into the bathroom. <laughs> and we could hear him. And we could hear him. Uh, all right. Um, good time. Which I would like... I would just like to point out that does not happen. That is not usually an issue when you're wearing corded headphones. Yes. Uh, <laughs> only the one time. Anyway, uh, Dustin, do you have any, any words of defense I, for yourself? I have none. I had no idea. No clue whatsoever <laughs> that they were, that, that they had a jack for headphones. All right. Uh, and thank I've been you. Like, That's... No, no. For a, two years, I've been trying to find a way to like, because there's, I only have two jacks. And one's for the plug and one's for the mic. So I had to wear wireless. Because <laughs> I had no idea that you could plug it into the mic. But you didn't, so you never, you just never saw that there was a hole. No. Mm -mm. Now your microphone does plug into your computer from the, from the same general area. No, no, I can plug the mic into the computer, but then I have no place left to put in the headphones. Right, but if you looked at the bottom of the microphone, yeah, right. Which I never yes. did. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, here's the show. Dustin talking over stuff. Where's my intro? Uh, welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello, Dan. Hello, Tori. And uh, the Joseph matriarch of the podcast, <laughs> Dustain Rules, <laughs> is apparently how we're supposed to say it. Uh, Dustin Rolls, welcome. Hello, Tori. Hello, Dustin. <laughs> Do stain. Do stain. Uh, where, where does where does Joseph Matriarch come from, Dustin? Um, uh, the, in our in our home, my entire family, we try to catch each other in Joe Mama, like. Do you know who that was? It was Joe, and they're like, Joe who? And then Joe Mama. So it's a long-running, years-long joke within our family. Oh, so that's mm -hmm. that's Joe Mama's formal uh, yes. given name, is Joseph, Joseph Matriarch. Joseph Matriarch. <laughs> Joe Mama. <laughs> that's good. Yes. And where does Dustain come from? I have no idea. I've never <laughs> seen that before, but thank you uh, to my son for that one. Pretty sure it comes from Joe Mama. Oh. I... Yeah. <laughs> so he... So your son changed your name in Slack. That's right. Is that the ultimate permutation of the Joe Mama joke? No, I had, a, I, I had like, the best one a, a few weeks ago, but it's really long and complicated, and it involves Grey's Anatomy, so I can't share it because this is a television podcast. That sounds so like is, a television podcast. Yeah, so is Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I mean, it's personal, so if you don't want to share it, that's fine. No, it's not personal. It's just I don't remember the entire story. But no. do you remember the Grey's Anatomy writer? The Grey's Which Anatomy writer. Oh, the, the, fake, the fake story? Who's plagiarizing? Is this different uh, than the cancer? No, no, it's, no, no, it's the, yeah, the cancer one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So she had a really long, drawn-out story. And um, I told my son the story about this Grey's Anatomy writer. And uh, the woman she was married to, her name was Joanna, and she had three, uh, uh, she had three kids, and they literally, and like the big punchline to the the story after I told him all of this crazy stuff about, it, which was completely one hundred percent true, and this also happens to be true that the kids called this called Joanna, Joe Mama. Oh. <laughs> 
That was literally what they called her. So it was this tremendous buildup, and uh, it was it was really good. So a long drawn out story, which you you've forgotten the details of here, so you can't yes. even entertain us with that. Uh, right. Making fun of a tragic story, <laughs> Dustin. <laughs> Uh, but also, right. you you just want us to believe you that it was better than your son yeah. then going logging into your Slack and changing your Slack name and all of your yeah. work Slack channels to Joseph uh-huh. Matriarch. Yes. Yeah. I'm not seeing so it. Want, yeah. No, but, and do you see when people tag me on Slack now, It has they have to tag me as Joe Mama? Oh, no. What I'm saying <laughs> is that I, I believe that it points to your son and not to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. so. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, that's neither here nor there, but, uh, Joseph Matriarch, welcome to the show. Uh, what, what is it you're drinking? Cause you, so we, I oh. asked you pre-pod and you said we will talk about it on the podcast in a yeah. very rude tone. I, I didn't want to, yeah. I didn't want to ruin the surprise, but I did go out and I got some, uh, White Claw. <laughs> spoke a lot last week. And, and what is the verdict? What do you think? You know, the first one I did not like. Yeah, but they're growing on me. Uh, the first one felt very—I uh, don't know. <laughs> Producer <laughs> Seth disagrees with the white claw. <laughs> Did he also try one with you? I—he hasn't that I've seen. They are kind of refreshing, though. But the alcohol that's used in them is kind of also not very good. Right. If you what is it like on the label? It's just like ingredients. It'll just be like carbonated water and alcohol. alcohol. Like they don't yeah. tell you the yeah. alcohol. Have you tried one? <laughs> yeah, in LA like three years ago when they were oh. popular and cool. Oh, he tried one in and LA. Just as terrible then. When they was cool three years ago. Well, I didn't know what it was because I thought it was lobster juice. I drink that. White claw. Jesus. Boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> Officially boo. Uh, so does wait. that mean you were disappointed that it wasn't lobster claw no, juice? that sounds disgusting. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the... My wife said it was like pure green alcohol. But I don't think that's true either. Oh, we just whatever says, is cheapest. Carbonated... Yeah. It says purified carbonated water alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just rubbing alcohol. Right, yeah. <laughs> Uh, what flavor of White Claw are you enjoying? I got the variety pack. And uh, the strawberry was the best. The mango is what I'm drinking now, and it's okay. And I also got, um, Seth and I, while we were in Massachusetts this weekend, uh, we picked up Sour Face, Ooh. which is a blackberry sour. Oh. We got this uh, when we went to see Lord Castleton, who... I want to remind you, spent the entire t- visit telling me how wrong the two of you are. But and again, we have to take your word on it. So right. I, I, did, I understand. did he? But after speaking with Lord Castleton, I, I feel as if this entire podcast I've been gaslit that actually you guys are the villain trying to convince <laughs> me that I'm the villain. Well, well so first that's a- of all, there's only one villain at any given time. So yeah. that the idea that both of us could be the villain is just wrong on its face. Yeah, we would be a cabal, if anything. Yeah, or like a conspiracy. Okay, fine. Yeah, okay, conspiracy. Well, yeah. but also, you know, I'd like to, I think it's an interesting point that you raise. Uh-huh. Uh, I would counter by saying, what if Lord Castleton was gaslighting you into mm-hmm. thinking that you're not the worst? Right. To, to kind of puff up an ego and, and give you more confidence as you go back to... I don't think that's what's going on, no. He actually you agrees so. with my opinions. Right, but which Where the which two opinion? of you like to marginalize my opinions as though oh. what I'm thinking is like way out there when in fact <laughs> I have the mainstream opinion. What, okay, first... I'm so sorry, you poor marginalized white man. Uh, <laughs> two of them. Two. <laughs> two. Uh, can you refresh us on on what specific opinion he was um, supporting? Well, he did. He did spend a lot of time this weekend railing about <laughs> the fact that the two of you decided to choose Ducktales over Justified. Even before the end. And the round before the end, Dan 
chose Justified over something. What did you know that you chose something over Justified? Was that DuckTales and the, and the semis? No, it was DuckTales, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't... I mean, we were really just doing you a favor. You'd seen Justified. Yeah. Yes. You hadn't seen DuckTales, so... You haven't seen Justified. Right. I'm just saying, if anything, you guys have very little regard for my uh, television experience. Tori is graciously sacrificing her first viewing of Justified. Yeah. So that you may enjoy (laughs) DuckTales. For your benefit, Dustin. (laughs) What I appreciated about Lord Castleton, he was like, if Dustin likes Felicity this much, it must be good, and I'm going to watch that show. Whereas you two, you mock me for loving Felicity. I, I mean, so yeah. far you're just stating facts. I don't see. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't see what that has to do with. Anything. I mean, so I I trust. I believe that Felicity is a good show that you love. Mm-hmm. A great show. A very fine show. <laughs> just fine. Uh, in the canon in the canon of television it is definitely above average yes Ca- castleton also attributed the uh difference of opinion to like a gen x millennial thing but i didn't want to go there with the two of you because i i don't think that i just think that i'm right and you're wrong it has <laughs> it's not an ageist age. you're not being yeah right <laughs> i'm just you know look there were a lot of good shows in the running I would like to point out that I was the one who put Justified up and that you mm-hmm. were the one who ultimately chose DuckTales as the winner. Okay. Uh, it was a rocky, that's... it was a rocky road. It was a rocky road. <laughs> See, this is what happens. Look, upsets get... happen, you know? Yeah. And, There's always and... next year. That's true. There is always next year. <laughs> and I think, you know, if, if uh, Lord Castleton is listening, I hope he understands that while we respect his opinion, um... This is not the time or the place. <laughs> if Lord Castleton what? is listening, I, I would listening. like to state, come on the podcast, you coward. You continue to duck us and not, not debate us on the greatness of Ted Lasso season two. That's correct. Oh. I am calling you out once again, Lord Castleton, for and not showing up. We've extended this invitation. And so many I, times. All, all I hear is, I'm busy, is, you know, basically the gist of what he's saying. So, uh... We can do a whole other uh, categorization challenge for him mm-hmm. to join and, you know, and we'll see how it shakes out when it's the four of us. Yeah. You know, like a speed round. <laughs> Gen Maybe X with... versus millennial. Oh, no, we don't want to make it about age. It's no? just about, you know, pure yeah. objective uh, uh-huh. correctness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just remember, Cord Lassel- uh, Lord Castleton. <laughs> No, you chose sides, <laughs> and I hope that I hope you feel good about yourself. Um, but I like that was actually a good segue. If it were time to move on to the next thing, but we're still talking about alcohol, supposedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We theory. I mean, we could also just move on. Well, no, but I got you guys something. Have drinks. Yeah, yeah. Got what are you drinking, Tori? All right, so I bought a new beer um, to be fancy. So. It's by Zero Gravity, the brewery that makes the Green State Lager. Big oh, fan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. So this is called the Frankie. It is uh, bright, spritzy, refreshing, quote, everyone's summer crush. So I looked at the can and couldn't make out what that meant. Uh, but there's a picture of like a lemon and some cherries on it. And it is just described as ale with fruit. Oh, that sounds and it delicious. Is. It's actually great. It's a little tart, but not a sour. It's just a very refreshing ale with fruit. I wonder if any of our listeners have ever purchased an alcoholic beverage based on our recommendations. Well, I hope enough of them do that maybe eventually we can get sponsorship. Oh, that would be nice. By White Claw. <laughs> I don't think I mean, they we, need the help. Could we no. aim higher, though? <laughs> I did not know that White Claw was like a, 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 a irrelevant drink. It's new to me. Is I it irrelevant? I, I don't know. I, I think I see it made fun of on like, is it like the, um, um, what's that, uh, Zima? 
of this generation? Yes. Oh, it is? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, that's bad. Okay. Part of the problem is that everyone everyone now has their seltzer. And, like, so now the category of seltzer has become oversaturated. Right. Before there was just Zima, and now there's lots of types of Zima. (laughs) Although Zima was a malt, wasn't it? Of some kind? Wasn't it like a malt? But it was, but the idea of it being some sort of like undescribable, vaguely alcoholic, easy drinking soda. Right. It was just booze soda. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate that. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a Bartles and James. Speaking really? Of thing, no, I wish. <laughs> Remember wine coolers, guys? Yes. <laughs> they were. They got a bad rap. People made fun of them. But you know what? Sometimes you just want a wine cooler. Do they uh, still make them? I have no idea. I just I think it just popped in my head because you said Zima. Yeah. Um, what I do have is a uh, Hochstatter's Slow and Low Rock and Rye, which I found in my fridge. Uh, it is a union. Is that union made? Oh, oh, union made. That's not the name of the drink. It is made by <laughs> workers <union. laughs> who are in a union. Uh, it is a rock and rye. So it's a uh, rye whiskey, honey, navel orange, rock candy, and bitters in a tiny little can. That uh, sounds awesome. And it's pretty. It's pretty solid. I'm not gonna lie. It's. Got Do you have little, more tiny little cans? Uh, I this is my last one, but uh, there may be more in my future at some point. Maybe not tonight because I have uh, I have redacted things I have to do after the podcast for redacted reasons that are redacted. But um, you know, that's fine. Maybe someday. Um, I should have asked. Did you start the timer? Timer? Oh yeah, we're way we're way into it. We're We're fifteen minutes in. So Uh, Bartles and James does still exist, and they have like a hundred flavors still. So you just gotta know where to look. Really intimidating. That might be too many flavors, Dustin. <laughs> well, I haven't had any, and I haven't seen any. I what what if them. you what if you did a categorization challenge, but it's just <laughs> Bartles and James flavors? <laughs> and you're the only one who does it. You're well, nominating you, against yourself. Can you imagine going to a bar and asking for Bartles and James? You know, if any place was going to have it, the um roadside liquor stores in New Hampshire. You should just swing through oh, New Hampshire yeah. at some point. I should. They've got everything. I'll give it a shot next time I'm in New Hampshire. Yeah. Just so I can drink it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um well Where are we going now? Yeah. Well, I just want to since we we've already blown past the topic, but let's go back real fast. Uh yep. our next episode we're gonna be starting because it's almost July. Right. So we've got two weeks of DuckTales to watch. Yes. Um, I'm not we're, gonna taking, go we're taking the fourth off, by the way. So So we will not have an episode next week, but yep. starting the week after. We'll do yep. two episodes. Um, yeah, two podcasts. We'll discuss 12 episodes total, so six episodes a week. I'm not going to run through them all here, but if you read the post or the notes for the episode, we'll have the list if you want to mm-hmm. watch with us. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to keep it to four episodes per season. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll do six and six and hope it's, and hopefully I find something that just catches Dustin. (laughs) And what's the, uh, what other than, you know, obviously trying to pick the best episodes, uh, what, what were your criteria? Was it just like, what's the most representative of the show or is it like a particular story arc? Well, so that was what was tough because with only 12 episodes, there were certain kind of favorite episodes that I knew I needed to have. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like the last Christmas one that uh, is very like Doctor Who-y. Um, there was uh, obviously the Darkwing Duck episodes, wanted to have those, uh, Dark Knight Returns and uh, Let's Get Dangerous, stuff like that. Uh, then I wanted to try to have a couple that deal with certain characters. I wanted to make sure there was a really good Dewey one because I know Dustin loves Ben Schwartz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and once you get past that, it gets really difficult to... Because I could spend six episodes just trying to, like, cover Della Duck or mm-hmm. explain what's going on with uh, 
with shush or or the um and foul or like you know that kind of overarching like multiple season sort of danger um so yeah it was really hard to kind of narrow it down and once i kind of gave up on trying to do knowing we were only doing two episodes i just kind of tried to give up on on representing the full arc and just really try to get stuff that represented the characters well um and my talking about talking ducks right yes dustin (laughs) you wanted to get the episodes that represented the talking ducks well (laughs) why yes i did dustin (laughs) all right making sure Uh, i don't know what you're implying but I'm kind of offended. Uh, so yeah, I hope there are some surprises for people and um, I'm sorry if I missed some of your favorites. I had a list that was much longer and then I was, I, I, for everyone's sanity, I trimmed it down. Yeah, uh, to, be, to be fair to you, Tori, uh, this was supposed to be a month long project and uh, got trimmed down for redacted reasons that we'll get into at some future date and time. Um, but because of Would that, it involve uh, a realm. Uh, you know what, Dustin? I it's too soon to tell. It does involve uh, things that, uh, y- for everyone's sanity, it like it's very boring. Is the is the short <laughs> We just won't get into it. Uh, but uh, you know what's never boring is uh, when Dustin explains television to us uh, in his. Segment, uh, award-eligible segment, Dustin Explains Television Presents, Dustin's five-minute free-for-all. Dustin tells us about the television that he has watched over the week. Tori will time him. Uh, He has five minutes total. We will ask him about it. And the list looks manageable because, I don't know, Dustin's slacking or something. So There wasn't a lot to watch this week. So what you're saying is you yearn for the sweetness of the upcoming DuckTales uh, yeah, sessions. a little bit. Yeah. I'll right. take it. <laughs> All right, I'm. Uh, let's go. Uh, the gonna, old man. Yeah, yeah. The old man. Uh, uh, it continues to be excellent television. Uh, we're getting to know the characters better, and now we're finding connections in way all in the way all of these characters converge. That is um, very uh, intriguing. Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel had uh, Bon Jovi. Uh, Do you guys remember the name of the Bon Jovi cover band? Brown Jovi. Oh, yeah, Brown Jovi. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Uh, It's an absolute delight. I hate, I don't hate, but I don't care for the multiverse parts of this show. But everything else is absolutely fantastic, particularly Brown Jovi. Uh, For All Mankind. Uh, for all mankind, but sort of a, so this season is about a mission to Mars uh, between uh, the United States, Russia, and now there's like a, a Elon Musk. It's not a Tesla kind of play or SpaceX or whatever, but it's a private enterprise. So they're all racing to Mars. So this episode was almost entirely about um, table setting, like moving the people around who are in NASA. Uh, the last two seasons into some of them go to the private place and some of them stay at NASA and the, and the reasons why. So, but then there's a two year time jump at the end of the episode so they can jump right to the uh, space race. Evil. Evil. Um, so I think I now understand why the, the, the scattershot nature of the season is because it, it, it seems more purposeful now because it seems like um, Ben's issues with the uh, cases he cannot solve is now going to become sort of like a, a running theme this season because they brought in his sister to help him sort of apply science to figure out why these cases can't be solved or to figure out the scientific reason for the, the, these particular cases. Uh, physical. Pass. <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't talked about Riverdale in a few weeks, and uh, it it's, continues to be terrible. Um, in this week's episode, Tori and Fangs got married while um, Percival per- Pickens unleashed a uh, the biblical plagues 
Uh, and at the end, all the firstborn children of Riverdale are dead, including Archie. But next week, they'll bring in Sabrina to uh, help resolve the dead people. <laughs> Did you say Tori and Fangs or Tori and Fangs? Tori and one? Fangs got married. Yeah, Those are the two, two people. people. Yes. Okay. Is it Tony, though? Yes. Tony and okay. Fangs. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, Tori. Okay. Uh, Dark Winds. Uh, Dark Winds. I'm really, really becoming invested in the characters, and I really like the cases, but there's still that mystical element of the show that I that I don't care for because I'm like Ben from Evil. I want scientific explanations for these things. Becoming Elizabeth. Uh, she, uh, Elizabeth fucked around and found out. And by that I mean she fucked her stepmother's husband and found out when she got sent away. <laughs> All right. Uh, loot. Loot. My Rudolph's new show. It's pretty good. Characters are great. Uh, it seems like it wants to say something, but it's not saying something yet, but it might. And Ron Funchess is in it, and he's a blast. All right. Well, uh, that's it. Huh? I no. I want to hear you explain Westworld. No. <laughs> what do you mean no? We'll talk about it more in depth, but okay. like just All right. yeah. My understanding of Westworld is that there was a war between the androids and humanity, and humanity won, and now. The man in black is trying to resurrect the androids to take back, to start the war all over against the humans, I guess. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I read your recap. I watched the show. And I Tori, was that I mean, the timer, by the way? Or do we still have time? That is the timer. <laughs> oh, perfect timing. Uh, well, that was Dustin Explains Television Presents, Dustin's five-minute free-for-all, uh, and it gave us a perfect segue to continue talking about Westworld. Oh, damn. Uh, Which Tori oh. can take over from. Well, no. I do want to, but one thing I want to say, because um, we don't talk about it much, but Evil, you brought up a really interesting point with Evil about Ben that I hadn't yes. considered, because I was looking at it from the other angle. Uh, which was the all the stuff with the nun this episode, where it's it's you, like, oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Michael Emerson. Uh, Leland. Leland. So he's like trying to get people to think that she's going senile, but and and she actually does talk to demons, yes. like she sees them. So it but it makes her look like she's hallucinating. Um, and so I think like they're they're doing this thing where like I, early on in the show it was very much like is evil real, and now it's going much more into like the the separate like investing in both like is there a scientific explanation for this stuff, and is there like is the spiritual explanation real, and so it's just giving more depth to both sides of the argument rather than oh, yeah, pitting yeah. them against each other, because um, it's like we you know if we can trust everyone about this it's like everything ultimately is explainable and also like no demons are real and she really is talking to them and like it's all happening so it's anyway. a really good show it's so good <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah sorry about we can we can go to westworld sorry to screw up the segue oh no 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 it's fine it was just uh i didn't i didn't i didn't know that there was more evil to discuss um there's always more evil to discuss. I look forward There's to watching. There's also a television something. show called Evil. <laughs> so that's a that's um, a real no. Joseph Matriarch joke if I ever heard. Joe <laughs> Mama. Um, but no, I mean we're, this is exciting. Dan actually watched Westworld this week. Yes, look, I I do still watch television sometimes. <laughs> you know, unlike uh, unlike the fact that I apparently never watch uh, stand-up comedy anymore. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, but I do watch television still a little bit. And uh, I decided not to watch or listen to or read anything recapping the first three seasons going in. 
just because I just wanted to see how much made sense without with like my right. fuzzy mm-hmm. memory of what happened. Um, and I think it probably made the same amount of sense. Yeah, I, I did. I listened to a long podcast from our friend Joanna Robinson, and it didn't help. <laughs> and apparently my recap didn't help. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, it did, sort of. Well, the, the thing that was funny to me was that it was... Um, so I did remember that the man in black is now, at least for now a not human man in black. Right. So I did remember, okay, he's a bad guy right now. Or, you know, an antagonist for now. Um, but Tori says he's being controlled by uh, Delos, who is Dolores, who in is in the body of... Oh, yes. Tessa <laughs> Thompson. Yeah. Right. Evil right. Dolores. So Evil Dolores. William, yeah. o- William always owned Delos. And then last season, um, Charlotte, like, kind of took over. But then we found out at the end of the season that Charlotte was Dolores. Like, right. it was a Dolores personality in Charlotte's body. Right. So the first season, Dolores, is now fourth season, Charlotte? No. 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 So, <laughs> right. So at the end of season two... They smuggle Charlotte, who has a Dolores copy in her, smuggles out uh, copies of like all those pearls. And they were copies of Dolores. So at that point, they were all the same character. But once they go off into the world, they experience different things. And each one kind of changes. So it's the Charlotte copy experiences like, you know, her family dies in front of her, all this stuff. She gets very angry with humanity. So she ends up becoming the the version of Dolores as villain that we kind of always thought Dolores might be. Right. But the version of Dolores we watched last season where we thought she was engineering a takedown, like going after these supercomputers and trying to take, we thought she was going after humanity. She wasn't. She was trying to give humanity a choice because she saw that the supercomputers were taking away free will. Right. So, um... And that Dolores, as far as we know, is dead. Dead in the sense that, yeah, she her memories were wiped. So right. the question is, is that blank slate Dolores who Christina is or is Christina something else entirely? Right. Is Maeve Maeve or is Maeve a different version of Dolores? Maeve is Maeve. Maeve is the always same Maeve that Maeve. we've met in Maeve the first season. Maeve has always been Maeve. Yeah. Great. Can't uh, mess with a good thing. Yeah. And Maeve and Caleb, The Adventures of Maeve and Caleb is a show that I will definitely watch. That is easily my favorite part, yeah. Um, I will also say when Maeve shows up with a sword to save Caleb, I was like, well, yes, because the best part of Westworld has always been any part where Maeve has a sword <laughs> like <laughs> my interest and in, and and you know in the show just catapults up every right. time she's fighting with a sword right uh so there there was one thing that i mean you know obviously the way that the episode is set up they will have further adventures but it was interesting when because there's a time jump of several years at least yeah. seven um at least seven um and uh and but when you're introduced to when we're introduced to Maeve, we get a little like montage of memories that she's kind of like living through, and some of them include adventures with Caleb after season three that we never i I'm pretty sure we didn't see right like we uh, only I, see them in this in this montage we yeah so the the thing where Caleb is like bleeding out right um yeah, that's just kind of like inserted in there, and yeah. that was not something that happened last season. So that we saw. So it's like you know they could have had all these you know bonding adventures, and she could have saved his life. He also could have died, and he might be a robot. Right, right, right. So, um, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So that that's to be determined. Uh, Caleb's back. There um, are some flies. Yes, and, and Tori yes. says there are fly handlers now on the show. Yeah, they yeah they said they had fly handlers to take care of to make sure no flies were harmed in the filming of the show, mm-hmm. which suggests those weren't CGI flies. The they were a mix. They were a mix. The, the, I think the, swar- the swarm was real. Um, when they needed to have a fly be in a specific spot, 
Especially like when you see him smack a fly, like that was CGI, mm -hmm. but they still use the real flies as templates. Like they were able to get. Wait, the swarm was real? I thought so. My guess is that some of it was real and then they, they duplicate and they yeah. add it in and they fill it in. But like you need enough there to just be like, okay, this is where the swarm is. And like, this is. Then they can fill. Yeah. The guy who got hypnotized or whatever by the flies, uh, have we seen him before? No. No. Okay. But we have seen him before in something else, and I can't think of what it is now. Who is that guy? Neither one of you recognize him? No. No. Okay, then. But we did see the guy that Maeve killed. Because he yes. was from... He was oh. a... He was, he was a host, host in season two. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, um, and he was also the yellow-eyed demon on Supernatural. Oh. <laughs> He looked like somebody that was from Fringe at some point. He probably was. There is a thing where, like, it's it. There are a lot of shows where I'm like, you must have shot in Vancouver because it's. I'm just like all of the supernatural actors show up, and I'm like, happened in the Umbrella Academy. So, so one thing that is interesting about this show is that I feel like, I mean, look, there there are things even as, uh, at times lost i feel watching it it's still like there are things that they do really well like oh. both in terms of uh just like the craftsmanship of it and the scope of it and uh some of that also like i feel like i learn a lot just watching the little after show you know four minute pr thing that hbo throws together because they talk about like yeah. like you know there were shots that are obviously in manhattan and but like they yeah. like filmed on the actual high line and then they said like, Oh yeah, the high line never closes. Yeah. So you just have to film and then you're going to have real people in the background mm -hmm. and you just got to deal with it. Um, or, yeah. or like, you know, for Maeve's cabin, they're like, Oh, we went to big bear. So, Oh cool. So you're filming on both coasts, like in like the two most expensive areas, plus, you know, whatever other things they're filming, you know, wherever yeah. they're filming. Um, yeah. Also in that, in that HBO PR thing, they claim that, uh, Evan Rachel Wood's character, Christina, is a human. Uh, yep. They could be lying to us, but... Well, so, so that's... Yeah, they, I think they... So I dug into that a bit in my recap, because it's really interesting. At the same... They both... Because um, they have Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan both, like, explicitly say Dolores is dead. Right. And then Evan Rachel Wood coming in and saying, yeah, Christina is a human. And I think, like, the show has always been about kind of the nature of identity, and I think they can be like, a that could be a bit of a dis, you know, a distraction or a you know, um, misleading. But also, I think it is in the context of the show and in, in the message of the show that is true. Like the version of Dolores we saw die, her memories were wiped, so like that's a personality death. Right. Um, and if that Dolores now has the memories of a human and has no other concept than to her, she is a human. Mm -hmm. um, but they also, you know, so it's like, I think it could, I don't think it means necessarily that Christina is actually human, but right, I think right. for right now, like, yeah. Right. Um, I also think that they, they made a point of including a shot of uh, Teddy talking to Christina in a future, future episode. And it's like mm -hmm. the question, like the question isn't who am I? It's who are you? Right. you know, like, and so I mean, they identity. Made a, they made a meal about like she gets cut at one point, and it's like she looks at the cut as like almost like regarding it like oh that's weird, kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of there's a I mean, and it's also the echoes of Dolores in her life. Like she mm -hmm. favors blue clothing. Mm -hmm. She uh, um, the, they have the, the stories little, she's trying to tell. Are yeah, all the stories Dolores she tells. Stories are total Dolores stories. Um, yeah. but also the fact that like she, it's not just that she keeps recreating, creating characters that are like her. It's that she keeps trying to create backstories for these NPCs that are beautiful, which is always her thing. Mm -hmm. And it's the world around her that wants her to tell more violent and more depressing stories. But she's like, no, I want to focus on like just nice stuff. Right. Um, and then they also have the moment where, you know, it's her roommate, with the shoes and it's like, you know, the black pair or the white pair, you have yeah. to pick. So. Um, and, who is Ariana DeBose. Yes. Yes. Who is amazing. And I just want to say that the fly guy was, uh, Arturo, Arturo Del Puerto, 
who I know from For All Mankind because I watched that episode on Friday and he's that's where I recognize him. But he's also uh, voice the voice of Panchito in DuckTales. Oh, good. Yeah. So what so. you're saying is that it's uh, yeah. he wasn't in Justified, sounds like. so. Mm. He wasn't, no, he so was not. Really <laughs> also sounds like I may need to edit my lineup of DuckTales so you get an Arturo episode. Hmm. Oh, he was in Fear the Walking Dead, too. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Huh. This is a weird stray thought that just kind of uh, entered my brain, but um, is the joy of watching Westworld the fact that you have to discuss it after? Uh, yes and no. I, I always... I think it, it. you do, it's a show that I, when I first watch it, I'm just kind of like, huh. And then it's only through reading and talking that I start kind of being like, oh, I think this fits or whatever. Like, right. it encourages you to do that. Right. I also think personally part of the joy is being frustrated. Right. Like, there, I remember there was a point last season where I was like, I think I actually just hate this show now, but I can't get, <laughs> I can't stop. Right. And so every, and so it's like, I love a season premiere of Westworld because it, it kind of can't go off the rails. Because they they come in and they are always reinvent, reinventing kind of the format, and so this this episode was pretty straightforward. It was kind of like, oh yeah, so there's been a time jump, and here are some of the characters. This is where right. they are. It can't right. really do a whole lot other than the Teddy reveal at the end. Right. Um, so it doesn't have a chance to do crazy stuff, and you kind of get be like, oh okay, yeah, no, like I, I'm I'm. Every every time Westworld starts, I'm always like, yeah, no, I'm ready for this. I'm, you know, like I'm into it. Like I'm excited. And then by the end of the season, I'm like, you stupid <laughs> god, dude. I'm like, and it really does come down to like, is it just that it is a complicated, confusing show, or does it actually not make sense? Right. And that is the spectrum I just kind of slide along all season. Like right. maybe it really is just nonsense. And that's okay. And that's okay, because I'll still watch it. More Hiroyuki Sonata, please. Yes. Right? He needs um, to come back. Yeah. Uh, it did look like they're going to show, like, a gangster world in the, if you looked at the, if you watched the season preview. There was, like, a 1920s yeah. Chicago landy kind of vibe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, uh, and Maeve was in fun. there, so I'm like, I'm, I'm in for that, for sure, so. Yeah, she'll have a big Tommy gun. But she's in there with Cal, so it's like, are they going back to... But that was the whole thing. So are they going back into the theme park, or is that another one of the, like, mental versions of the theme park, like what Sarah did to her last season? Right. So. I do appreciate, Um, as as Tori pointed out, that the show called Westworld, which is a theme park, is no longer about a theme park. (laughs) But maybe someday it'll go back. But it, like what Dan, like what you were saying about the the filming locations, like it, this the first season of the show was a big production because it all took place. Like they really did have this kind of like massive set in the middle yeah. of the desert, and everyone had to be there, and it right. was this huge, costly production. Yeah, and they kept that up for two seasons. So it's got to be a bit of a relief to be like, you know. Fuck it, we'll just film on the high line. <laughs> like, if the worst thing you have to worry about is that real people are walking around in the background, yeah. like... Oh, New York? How easy? <laughs> compared yeah. to... Compared to being in Utah for oh. six months. Yeah. So good for them. Yeah. I wonder how much of that was why they're in the real world now. <laughs> just based on actor preference? And the, the, the creator is being like, I literally, I cannot live in the desert for six more hours. Like, I can't do this. The liability alone, it's too stressful. Um, so, all right. Uh, well, we will definitely keep talking about Westworld, I'm sure. Um, just to get out of the way, Obi-Wan ended. It did. That's about it. That's about it, right? I don't know. It was a good fight. I understand that Yoda never arrived and showed up. That's the only thing I know about Obi Wan. No. Is that Yoda? Yoda did not show up. No. Uh, uh, but they did bring back Liam, Liam Neeson. There was no baby Yoda. Although I would like to point out once again that technically, baby Yoda was an infant at the time that Obi Wan takes place. So they could have had right. infant Yoda. 
Right. That would have been adorable. Wait, they brought uh, back Liam Neeson? Yeah. Yes. Qui-Gon. Hmm. As a He's there to teach him how right to become end. a force ghost. Yeah. Just wandering uh, in the so dark. Also, they could have had Amy Sedaris, and they didn't. So. Yes. In like uh, 20 seconds or less, can you tell me where Obi-Wan is going now? Or what? What is like... Is it leading to something else? Into the desert. Into the desert. Yeah. Further. To go become Alleganus. Rides into the desert. Okay. But is there there gonna be like another season that I can ignore? Um I think they would be down for it. I know I think Hayden Christensen wants to do a a Vader show. Um I think there's the possibility that they could do a baby Leia show. Like there are a lot of spin offs possible from here. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know how much any of them... I mean, the problem is the appeal of this show was that they got Ewan McGregor back. Right. And I mean, like, he at least publicly, he's talked about that he would do a season two. Yeah. Um, what if that story, story entails, I, I don't know. I mean, the sad thing is that they could finally do like the, oh, he does an adventure that's not related to the Skywalkers, which they could have done this year, but they didn't. Um, right. So. Yeah. And, and I think they would have to because they already, like, they barely, like, they were straining credulity from just to keep him, to right. have him in, running into the characters he was running into and not have it actually impact what we, what is canon from A New Hope on. Right. Like, who, the, the Alec Guinness Obi-Wan that we, that Luke Skywalker met in episode four. Um, like, I mean, even when they show him meeting Luke. Yeah. Like at the end of the last episode of Obi-Wan yeah. and the whole time you're just like, you gotta walk this like as a tightrope right. man. Cause he's Cause like, it's a little, it's a little weird that, that now yeah. Luke and Leia do not reference this adventure with Obi-Wan that like, they were like nine or 10. And so, right. well, even if, even if they're like seven or eight, it's like, they should probably remember this. It's, it's yeah. a traumatic event in their lives. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know how much more playing in that mm-hmm. part of the storyline they can do without screwing up the continuity. So they yeah. would, re- yeah, they would have to have him go do another adventure, which would be great. Like, go talk more about the Jedi underground or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, go do other things. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually thought that they were going to have him. I thought that they were going to fix the continuity by having him like erase their memory basically like basically say like this is a terrible traumatic thing i mean you know whatever force yeah force magic um but uh it didn't happen so. nope also o'shea jackson jr and maya erskine were both in this show and had very little to do yes. oh, that's a shame. Um, which i mean i don't know uh, maybe they were just excited to be there but um yeah i mean it was, so anyway it ended it's fine also sun kang very little to do very little to do and Indira Varma once again killed off. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Obi Wan, Obi Wan's uh, season season one ended. Uh, season two TBD. Uh, what do you two want to cover next? Because we have about fourteen minutes left before the timer goes off. We've got Umbrella Academy and the boys. Well. I really want to pick Dustin's brain about Umbrella Academy, but I think we can cover the boys pretty quickly, right? Can we? Should we end with Umbrella Academy, and that way if it runs out, it runs out? That's fine with me. Sure. So the boys, Herogasm, um, <laughs> hot. Uh, look, I'm just going to say the only part of the episode I cared about was the part where Jensen Ackles and Carl Urban had Homelander pinned on the ground. <laughs> and that was the best thing to happen at Herogasm. It was a why Very was that hot. the best thing to happen? Oh, that was hot? Yeah. Carl Urban and Jensen Ag- Ackles dogpiling someone? Like, yes. Why is that hot? Because I'm, I would like to be there. <laughs> <laughs> like, what part of... <laughs> because she wants to go to there, Dustin. I want... I would like to... I've never wanted to be Homelander, but, like, in that moment, <laughs> I would have. Okay. Um, so... I don't know. I mean, none of the rest of it. I mean, it was fine. It was like, you know, semen splurting around. It wasn't as, it was fine. I thought it was overhyped. Yeah, I feel like the starlight part of the episode was the better part. 
Yes. Although, yeah. You know, Jensen Ackles was fun. Although I, he, I, I don't, I need him to talk more. I need him to like yeah. engage more with the show instead of just being like this Terminator kind of guy. But but the best moments with him are when he's showing kind of like you know well back in my day and it's like mm-hmm. I like that they kind of do that because they never let Captain America like there was this always this starry eyed Captain America like coming in you know, like learning about the modern world and it's all very positive and like I kind of like that they they do the the dark side of that which is like you know uh, soldier boy looking around going like men wear babies now like <laughs> men in my day never would have done that right. like so I yeah, I think they're those moments where they do kind of let him in a you know you see him processing like what the modern world is um, are pretty entertaining but I think it's part of it's just he's the first real new character that I think is going to have an impact on the show that they've introduced but I don't know how long his impact is going to be yeah. so they kind of the show keeps you know gravitating back to the core cast and I'm like. I've kind of seen them. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> this guy on. has a personality we could explore. He's, come on. He's, he's got, got a great karmic timing. That's right. Yeah, come on. So, uh, but yeah, I think the Starlight, she was great. Like, yes. she's doing that, a lot of interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that felt like the only, like, movement of the plot. Because Herogasm was fine, but it's like a fight that ended then... It's back to square one. Yeah, like it was, yeah, it was an excursion. And then, and I do feel bad that uh, Kamiko and Frenchie are kind of off. Like, I like their bonding and the evolution of their relationship, but they've been completely siloed at this point. Right, right. Um, I don't even know what's going on with that storyline. What is the point of it? It's just them bonding. I think that is the point. I don't know. Oh, all right. Yeah. Maybe through the power of love, she'll get her powers back. (laughs) It's been a little tricky because there's been so much, like, the team, we got to get the team back together, and then the team gets torn apart. And, like, like, there's been a lot of back and forth on just, like, the actual, like, boys team that, like, that has kind of, it's made it feel like the, it's felt a little bit like a yo-yo in a way that, you know, now that they're all separated, it kind of feels like, well, what was the point of going back and forth if they're just going to all be on the, on these different tracks? Like, you could have done right. it once, and that's fine. Or kept them separate and keep them on different tracks and just yeah. go from there. But, um, And I think that's also, like, a multi-season problem. Like, they've always they've always been kind of breaking up, coming together, like, right. you know. Right. Um, but this season in particular, because they started out kind of um, with... Uh, like Huey working for the senator and like, you know, everyone kind of had their own thing and Mm -hmm. then having that breakdown and, and they've reformed into um, the fact that it's just Huey and Butcher and it was supposed to be MM, but now he's kind of left like, you know, yeah, everything's very separated. Right. Um, And really, again, it's, it's Starlight is the only one who's broken, who's actually like made a decision that seems to be really changing things, which is she finally kind of, uses her social media status to to tell the truth and like Mm -hmm. quit quits the seven and and is going to go by annie january again so and also tell told huey to fuck off right the huey thing i mean that was the hardest part where you're just like dude (laughs) like all you had to do was listen to your girlfriend and like at this point, he should have known she didn't want to protect. I mean, I think it's interesting because it's he still hasn't come to the realization. I like that she knows it exactly, like the mm-hmm. what's going on with him, and he still hasn't. He's still walking this like it's hard for me because you're strong, and but I want to protect you, and I'm doing this for you. And it's like you're not doing it for her, right? You're you're just you've always felt powerless, and your problem is not protecting. It's just that you feel weak, and right. that is not a her thing. It's a you thing. Um, so I appreciated how she just kind of didn't put up with it and was like, done. Not even going to explain this to you. <laughs> so I think episodes it's a- are left. What do we got? Three episodes left? Three or four, I think. Yeah. 
Um, I also think that it's uh, one other problem for why the show, uh, the team reforming and breaking up again uh, has been a problem this season is there's no Carl Urban smiling and saying, Daddy's home, which, uh, you know, solved everything in season two. (laughs) That is true. Um, I'm just saying, you know, I'm waiting for my, like, that, in season two, that was kind of like the, like, oh, we're back. Like, and I'm like, great, we're back. It's going to be crazy and fun and, you know. Like, go, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and again, I think all the crazy, it's the fact that all the craziness is coming from like any situation that soldier boy is going into. So you have butcher and Huey, but they're not leading the charge. They're kind of just following in his wake and, and starlight is as well. Like everyone is, it's soldier boy wants to kill somebody. So they just have to kind of like try and corral him and he goes, and then it's, he's the one that starts everything. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like the most interesting showdown like yeah butcher was there but it was homelander coming face to face face with soldier boy and you have generations of hero kind of facing each other and like right. that was more interesting right also three people could not take down homelander well three superheroes i mean they pinned him no 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 but it's not that they couldn't he ran away i think the point isn't that they didn't win it's that he he knew he was going to get his that he ran okay and that's the first time homelander has run from a fight he's never actually been challenged all right well that's kind of interesting yeah as long as you can get all three of those guys in the same room again yeah whether they'll ever get the, the same shot at him right but yeah so uh. Well, a couple episodes left of that, and then, you know, it's been renewed already, obviously, so we'll have more adventures to look forward to. Um, you know what hasn't been renewed yet? What's that? Uh, Umbrella Academy. That's right. They really you know, You know a show about a team that keeps breaking up and reforming and breaking up and reforming? <laughs> I don't. I literally don't. Uh, the Umbrella Academy. Oh, okay. Listen, listen Dan. Yeah. The first 20 minutes of the season is the... <laughs> Best 20 minutes of the year. Of this, the television's best 20 minutes. Joyous, amazing, incredible. And here's the thing. For once, Dustin is 100% correct. Uh, I'm team Dustin on this. This is the, this is the singular... Dan's inter- face. This I don't is, know that I buy This that. is the singular intersection of mine and Dustin's tastes. <laughs> is the first 20 minutes of Umbrella Academy Season okay. 3. Okay. Um, they end up doing a hallucinatory dance sequence. Uh, full. Da- it's not even just... You know how sometimes they like start up a pop song and it's like a bit and then they end? No, they did all of Footloose. They did... The whole final dance sequence. The whole Footloose dance sequence. And then it was like, oh, it was an it was something else. And then they end up doing, like, I think a different dance later. <laughs> like, it was so good. Now, is this uh, something that can be enjoyed by someone who has never seen the show? Uh, yes You can and still no. enjoy it, yes. Yeah. Okay. You Part understand of the, I have why? seen Footloose. But. You won't know all the backstory, but one of the things that is... The thing that impresses me about Umbrella Academy is everything that would be a weakness in another show just isn't in the Umbrella Academy. So the plot of the... If you were to write like a one-line log, like just a single log line for the show every single season, it would be the exact same log line. It's just there's an apocalypse and a group of heroes may or may not stop it if they can put aside their dysfunction long enough to focus. And that is what the show is about. Every season, it's an apocalypse and a bunch of siblings who probably should deal with the apocalypse but are kind of too busy arguing with each other and drinking. And they, like, argue and they'll split off and go off on different adventures and then come together and then, you know, the world's ending but they're going to have a wedding instead and... (laughs) And like oh my all God, of that it, wedding was so amazing. It was so good. Oh. And the karaoke. Oh. oh my God, the karaoke. And it's it, so that and so like everything that would frustrate you in another show, like because the charm of the show has nothing to do like the plot, the apocalypses, the time travel, like all of that 
it doesn't really make sense, but it also doesn't matter. Like, the show is at its best when the characters are all in the same room, like, just interacting. And so, yeah, you're like, oh, of course that's all quick, because they're trying to get to the next weird dance sequence or, like, you know, fun bit of bickering and, like, right. oh. and the characters and they, are and this season, they did keep the characters together a lot more than... And mm-hmm. Like, the first season is really good. The second right. season is fine. The third yeah. season, I think, is, like... Maybe the even best. better the, than the first season. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, because they also... They departed more from the text, and I think they they really learned the lessons. Their problem with the second season was they were... They didn't make... They kind of... They rehashed too closely the plot beats. Like, the... They were in a different timeline and it seemed a lot more different from the first season, but they really like kind of just recycled the same plot beats. Okay. This season, they really, they actually took big changes and like the characters really grew. Um, yeah, they were together a lot more or different pairings were together. Um, and what was great was like a big part of it was the fact that uh, Elliot Page, uh, his character who you know, was a woman for two seasons come, you know, comes out as like it's Vanya and comes out as Victor Mm -hmm. and is, you know, is now a a trans character. Um, Handle it really well. And they handle it really well. I was surprised. I was, yeah. And they put real, and they, like I read some stuff with, with the writer and like how closely like the writers worked with Elliot Page, but also like talked to Glad and stuff like that and really wanted to not only have it be like a positive um show a family reacting positively but also make sure that like this like the whole point of it is not to make the show about this it is right it it needs to feel seamless and kind of like no this is just natural and like this is okay and the show continues and like the characters just everyone just kind of like continues with the story and it it did yeah, because it, it, it evolved very well from the second season. I don't know. I mean, obviously, they probably didn't predict any of this, but it just happened to uh, evolve very seamlessly from her uh, his storyline in the second season. Right. Um, and also, I think that, you know, one... And part of what made the third season... Like, that was a big change for the character, but also um, that character in the previous seasons had always been sort of the one... Oh, really? Shit. Okay. Finish your thought. You can finish your thought. Oh, my God. Um, it was but, So the, the previous apocalypses were caused by uh, Vanya at that point, but Victor. Um, so a lot of the show was about how this character had enormous powers but wasn't ha- didn't know it and didn't have any control of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a beautiful part of the third season and the way they actually kind of tied it all up with um, – Victor's journey of kind of his selfhood, like, you know, and, and coming out to his family and everything was also the control he suddenly, the confidence he had in his powers. So he is for the first time, not the cause of the apocalypse. And he, he actually has like a beautiful moment of like taking over for the family mm-hmm. and like stepping up uh, to face the Sparrow Academy and kind of has this great plan and is is the not rather than the one reacting or the one that's a problem or whatever like is the one in control and it's like a really nice mm. progression for that character. Cool. Just an outstanding season. A lot of big musical numbers and there's this oh, one sequence <laughs> where there's a baseball throwing to uh, uh, what's his class and he's class and he just keep, keeps getting hit by a car over and over. It's just <laughs> Bus amazing. ball. Yes. He just keeps getting hit by a car. Another. Yeah, yes. So, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, that is a character who finds out this season that he is functionally immortal and learns how to use his powers more by dying a lot. By getting you're run saying over by cars. Getting, so it's like he's trying to catch the ball and he gets run over by a car. Yeah, he's the playing a yes. baseball pitch with okay. his dad. Catch okay. with his dad, but his dad keeps throwing the ball into traffic so that oh, he gotcha. gets hit by a car gotcha. so that he learns how to revive faster. I see. Yeah. Okay. It's, Hysterically funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I look. You've sold me. I look forward to seeing the show someday. Uh, no, it's uh, absolutely outstanding show. And this is it is more is fun than anything else I've watched in a long time. I, <laughs> and this I, weekend, I, I yeah. really needed it. <laughs> that that makes sense. Um, and I will say, they may not have renewed it, but they set up for another season if it comes back. Okay. So, 
a very intriguing setup. Okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, all right. Well, I mean, look, I I would love to see all of Umbrella Academy. Um, well, you're too busy watching Ducktales for the next I'm, two weeks. Well, look, we we have to watch Ducktales, and there are other redacted things that redacted, redacted, redacted. So, you know, you know someday. What we really need to do is another categorization challenge where we pit Umbrella Academy against Justified. Oh. And Felicity. Oh, that's just mean. <laughs> that would be that would be a real challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see yeah. who wins. Uh, but, you know, we've we've gone well past our timer now. Uh, yes. Which I, I think they, is fine. I think it's okay. What's the weather like in Vancouver over the summer, I wonder? Tori, do you know? You know, I have never had a reason to even look it up. Um, you know, it would be a different thing if I thought I might be going there and might need to pack and not really know what to pack. I don't know. Right. But, you know, who, whomst amongst us would um, know? Well, f- very specifically, I've never been to Vancouver. And uh, anyone who says that I have would be uh, incorrect. So mm. I I don't know. Uh, that is an interesting question, though, is what does one wear in Vancouver in July and August. Um, yeah. Who's to say? For, for an extended, uh, you know, stay, perhaps. Right. Uh, um, well, look, if anyone gives us that answer, then please let us know. But uh, in the meantime, that's the show. Uh, so, again, uh, just a reminder, we will be off next week. Uh, we're taking the 4th of July because we're all Americans and... We're gonna, we're gonna catch up on Stranger Things. We're gonna catch up on things. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be doing working on Redacted, Redacted, Redacted. Uh, so it's you know uh, we're not gonna have an episode next week, but uh, after that, the next two weeks uh, will be the Ducktales uh, celebration, coming off of the fiscal first quarter categoriza- categorization <sighs> challenge victory over uh, Clone High. Which was the yeah. show. reminder? Clone High was the other candidate. Yeah, not justified. It's just Justin. shocking. I mean, just and Lord Castleton <laughs> debate us about Ted Lasso season two. You coward. Um, uh, I don't know. You guys have any anything else to say before we uh, sign up for the for the week? Uh, nope. Just uh, if you want to watch Ducktales with us, we'll have the episodes uh, listed. Yes. In the on the post or in the podcast notes. So yes. please join us. Do stain. Uh I did not watch the bear this week because I was saving it <laughs> for a special occasion. Because I'm really, really excited about it. So that is not a, an indictment of the series. <laughs> I'm really I, glad that you clarified that because I was I like, did, man. I, I forgot that that premiered this week did you yeah, are you yeah. saving it because the the sexiness of, of Lip jeremy Gallagher? ellen white yeah is that who that <laughs> is yeah yes yeah. and, and you're just, so turned on that you really needed to like wait for the I right need moment a, a long block just to binge the whole season because you're gonna you're gonna watch it you, you're not gonna speed that up you're gonna slow no, it down oh no, yeah, absolutely yeah <laughs> just slow mo i cannot wait uh, all right. Well, uh, when Dustin catches up on all of the bear, which is uh, streaming now on FX on Hulu, Dustin, that's right. Uh, <laughs> will you'll be sure to hear about it on Podjiba. Uh, have a good night. Good, good night, night everybody. everybody.